What's up, you guys? Sean Ross app. It's been a common Bengals W day. I was there at uh, now Paycor Stadium. Yeah. Formerly Paul Brown Stadium. Um, my dude, Drew, thank you for inviting me. Love that guy. He's been working his ass off at, per usual. But uh, great to see Drew again. But man, it was great to see a common Bengals W as well. Uh, there were plenty of things to like. There were plenty of things to dislike. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll be watching you guys live in the chat. Please subscribe to this channel. I go live at very not regular intervals. But hey, look, I got some nice graphics. Thanks to Melissa. I'm going to add a, a logo up there by the top or something like that. But uh, yeah, we got a, a common Bengals W today, and we are turning around and facing the Ravens again next week. But the reality is we don't know which of the three quarterbacks that they have that we are going to face. Will it be Lamar Jackson, who hasn't played in weeks and weeks and weeks to a suspicious level? Of we, we don't know what the hell's going on with him and the Ravens. Will it be Huntley, who was uh, out this week and just hasn't been scoring the ball or anything uh, close to that nature, just – a young guy who, you know, throws the ball and is hopefully for the Ravens, at least. If you are a Ravens fan, you look at it and you go, all right, well, he's completing about 55. You know, he's completing about 67% of his passes. It's just none of it's getting into the end zone. Or will Lamar Jackson make his big miraculous comeback? Now, I, I wasn't around last week to talk about the coin flip situation geez and mike straw our good friend uh says glad we got the the home game and avoided the coin flip though i couldn't watch because my wife wanted the bills game on well i understand certainly why she would want the bills game on on a day like this especially considering where you are geographically as well um great news about damar hamlin he's doing zoom calls he's talking he's smiling he's good to he like he's he's there he's alive and he's he's smiling and he's happy uh, I also wanted to address, man, the, the tone-deaf celebration that the Steelers did. I'm sure it wasn't malicious towards DeMar or anything like that. But, like, hey, maybe after what the world saw on Monday, maybe don't do a CPR-based celebration. A man didn't almost die. A man did die, and they brought him back on the field on Monday night football. So uh, maybe avoid doing that celebration for a while. If ever it's old as hell. Anyway, think of something else, but that's neither here nor there. We are very happy to see Tamar Hamlin doing better. And I was happy to see the communities of, of Cincinnati and Buffalo come together in that just, just ridiculous thing to do. But the Bengals win 27, 16. My score prediction was 27, 17. Uh, <laughs> but that didn't end up happening. It was oh, one point off. I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, Anthony Brown, 19 to 44, but he had 286 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, third string quarterback undrafted this year. I, I think, honestly, I think if you're going to have a backup quarterback, I think he did enough to, to say, Hey, he be a backup quarterback somewhere. Maybe, uh, Kenyon Drake, ran the ball and he he was he got off to a pretty good start early on but Justice Hill did a little bit better than him. Isaiah likely was catching 
balls all day long. Like he and Brown had a good connection. Uh, Sammy Watkins had a really good reception, but over on the Bengals side of things, like you, you would like to see Burrow. Uh, you'd like to see Burrow get into the end zone a little bit more. You would like to see Joe Mixon do better. Um, like it is, you know, after the big touchdown game, the big five, four, however the hell many touchdowns he had, he had a, a ton of touchdowns, right? I was like, all right, Joe's back. Joe's back. This is it. Because honestly, if he had a bad game there and went into the bye week, I feel like there was maybe room for Samaje to take over that starting role. Well, unfortunately, after that five touchdown game, he got hurt. Unfortunately. And missed a little bit of time. He came back. He had a great game against Cleveland. He did not have a great game against the Buccaneers. He had a good game against the Patriots. It's just too inconsistent for me, man. Like it is. And he wasn't having a good game before he got hurt either in, in Pittsburgh. However, I will give Joe Mixon credit here. He was doing in these games what he was asked to do. He was getting first downs. Uh, he would catch the ball when he needed to. He He's become a, a really good catching back as well. Like, so he'll get close to 100 yards every other game just because uh, because he can catch the ball too. Like he, he has close to 1,200 yards this season between receiving and rushing. Didn't get anywhere near that rushing and wouldn't have even if he played all the games. Um, and Joe Mixon, 26 years old, you know, yeah, P. Ryan, who is 28 years old, I think 27 years old. Like, I don't think that they are going to hold on to him and that contract if it, if it will prevent them from getting, I don't know, more depth at O-line or re-upping one of the wide receivers or money going towards Joe Burrow. I mean, we, we've been looking at Joe Mixon for, this is his sixth year. And unfortunately, the lifespan in the NFL of a running back expires not long after that. And it's it's looking like we, I don't want to say it's looking like he's on a decline because he had a he rushed for about three and a half yards a, a game in 2020, but you know he was hurt a lot. Uh, even his first year, it wasn't like overwhelming or anything when he was he was getting he was splitting reps. But this isn't the Joe Mixon that we saw last year, that's for sure. Now, uh, as far as the receivers, man, Jamar Chase and T Higgins both had drops that they should have caught. That being said. Jamar Chase still had a great touchdown. Tyler Boyd, it's great to see that he's all right because he looked shook up. T. Higgins looked like he was shook up, but he just got the wind knocked out of him. Trenton Irwin got his one reception, but Hayden Hurst, even though it wasn't, he, he didn't get a lot of yards, like he catches so much of what's thrown to him, another 80% catch rate. Mixon did catch all five of his passes too, um, and, and for 41 yards. You had Tyler Boyd, five for seven regarding targets, but T. Higgins was targeted seven times and caught the ball once. And that ain't that ain't all on him. You know what I mean? Good coverage. And I mean, um, I, I just want to say Roquan Smith has completely transformed that uh that Baltimore Ravens team. Just completely. What a great acquisition he's been. He had 16 tackles today. 
just an incredible acquisition for the Ravens. And honestly, uh, I mean, for, for games that they probably shouldn't have been in at times, he helped them stay in. I mean, th there were games that they probably should have lost handedly that he at least even kept them in or, you know, help them get the win because of his defensive play. Speaking of defensive play, how about the Bengals' defensive play today? Two big picks. They almost had a couple more. Cam Taylor Britt with nine tackles. Like, he, he was doing great. Uh, Trey Hendrickson with two sacks, two QB hits. But the forced fumbles, buddy. That was a big one. The forced fumble, the recovery, the touchdown, the picks. The Bengals' defense really sealed this game for Cincinnati. Really sealed it for Cincinnati. And uh, that's, you know, when the offense isn't firing on all cylinders like it needs to be, uh, well, I mean, you know, that's that's what we need. We need the Bengals' defense to step up. And there are some really great players on the Bengals' defense. You can't even say that Eli Apple, you can't, like, talk that trash about Eli Apple. Eli Apple did his damn job this year. He absolutely did his job this year, and I think that he um, earned his ability to get another like to, to come back. And I would so if you were to ask me a week ago, well, what do you think that the Bengals are going to do in the draft? Well, I was going to say immediately fix fix that secondary, but we don't know as of this moment what's up with Alex Kappa, the offensive lineman who went off the field. Under his own power, well, not under his own power, he was helped off the field. But then off in a cart, he was running around in a scooter after the game. Uh, Ted Karras did not sound happy about that injury because he knows a lot of the pressure is going to be on him now without Lyle Collins or Alex Kappa. So if this is anything significant, I think the Bengals got to also, you know, pay, perhaps look at some more O-line help. And also, we, we don't know the nature of the Lyle Collins injury. He could be out all the next year with it with an ACL injury that could leave, that could leave him out all year. Uh, I want to say Evan McPherson looked good, two of two with field goals, three of three extra points. That's what you want to see out of him as we start to head into really a time where the Bengals are going to need him, and it's been proven how badly they need him uh, because uh, you know we didn't get that <laughs> we didn't get that that game last week so all we have are are the games that that have been played recently and the patriots game was rough it was rough it was cold we know that but uh i, I still got confidence in evan mcpherson still making 80% of his kicks you know the, the extra points I, I do wish i mean i'd love 100% of those but that's not a reality I'm I'm going to look over at the NFC game right now. <laughs> Basically a, a playing game here. The Packers are up 9 to 3 on the Lions, but the Steelers, man, I can't believe they got a win today. I'm mean, actually I can't believe they got a win against the Browns, but hey, you know what? At least they're not in the damn uh playoffs. That makes me happy. Uh so it's going to be Ravens Bengals in Cincinnati next weekend. Don't know if it's Saturday, don't know if it's Sunday as of yet, but I'm interested to see what you guys thought of the game, who you all thought performed well, who you all thought didn't perform well, who you think maybe is going to get another look next year, who you think maybe won't be here next year. I'll tell you who I do think will be here next year. That's Drew Chrisman, who uh, is punting the hell out of the ball. 
Now, I think that Chrisman probably should have been signed to the Bengals out of camp. I really think so. But, uh, you know, I understand that the Bengals wanted somebody that they felt a little bit more comfortable with um, in Kevin Huber. But he he was probably a guy that the, the Bengals, they, they had been familiar with him. You know, he had been on and off the practice squad and all that stuff. But um, I was just very, very happy to see him get his shot finally. And, you know, maybe he's the guy, much like Kevin Huber, based on the way he's been punting of late, maybe he's the guy like Kevin Huber that ends up playing for <laughs> the next 13 years. End of an era there. Um, Clark Harris, man, you know, you hate to see you hate to see him go down in the opening game like he did uh, earlier this season, but he's still been around the team. And I, I wonder if uh, he'll be brought back. I mean, he's 38 years old. He's been with the Bengals since the Carson Palmer era. Unfortunately, you know, that, that injury, it's not his fault, of course, but that injury cost the Bengals the one seed. I think that that I think that really changed things for the Bengals. I know that the the Chiefs had two more wins, but I think that that cost the Bengals the one seed. I think that they probably would have picked up another win along the way uh, if Clark Harris had still been a part of that team because there were a lot of roster adjustments that were made. And uh, I I mean, listen, I know the people say, well, if you're your aunt had balls and be your uncle type of thing. I really look at the way that the Bengals played this year, and there's only one game that I think they shouldn't have won, and that was the Browns game. They were not winning that game under any circumstances at all. That was, they got their asses kicked. And of course we know about the personal thing, you know, the, the death on uh, within the team, uh, within the team ranks that, that caused that, but they should have beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. They honestly no, they shouldn't have beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they almost did anyway. They still almost did. They should have been nowhere near that game. They should have won it. They should have won in Dallas. They should have won in Baltimore. I legitimately and seriously think that this should be a one-loss team just against Cleveland. That's the only one that I look at, and I was like, they were not winning that game. There is nothing they were going to do. Saw the Bears got the first pick. Man, see, I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, what are the Texans doing? I can't believe they gave up the first pick. You think those players give a damn about that first pick? The, a lot of those players are auditioning for other teams already. The coach, I mean, they don't want to lose these games. Don't want to lose these games. They do not give a damn. Let's get back to the Bengals. The Bengals have not lost since October. That is 10 NFL weeks. They have not lost since week eight. Week eight. Amazing. Just just amazing. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be at the, uh, the, the well, pfft. I don't know. I, I wasn't fortunate to be at the, the Pittsburgh game. I'm fortunate to be anywhere. Fortunate to be in the building for any of these games. But Pittsburgh game was one of the ugliest games I've seen in my life. The Miami game was very, very scary. Uh, just, just 
kind of horrifying. I was at the Carolina game this year. <clears throat> Got to watch that. Made me very happy. Um, and unfortunately, I had COVID. I was going to go to the Kansas City game. But thanks to my dude, Drew, got to go to the Baltimore game today. Uh, might be going to the Baltimore game next week. That remains to be seen. We'll we'll see about it. But areas of improvement for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I'm very interested to see what the long snapper situation is, which is wild because, again, I, I, I don't mess with you guys. I, I don't know shit about football. But I'm looking at this, and I'm like, all right, well, if he wants to come back, he'll probably be back, but that they'll need to make sure that he that Clark Harris is on the level. I didn't know his name. He'd been on the team for 13 years. Didn't know his name. I'll do respect to him. Looks like a pro wrestler, man. He is a big old boy, 6'5", 250. Had a mullet. Rocking it. I mean, he was a guy that bounced around, too. Packers, Lions, Texans. And he stuck on with the Bengals, and he just stayed here. He was a pro bowler, too. So, I mean, obviously, that had he not been hurt that first game, the Bengals would have won that game. But here we are talking about the Baltimore Ravens. And this was, honestly, that it was an ugly game, too. It was really, really ugly. I don't know. Which, I mean, I'm sure a lot of things would be different if Lamar Jackson had been playing or even Huntley had been playing. I mean, maybe Huntley doesn't play. He probably completes more passes, but I don't know if he, he gets the yardage that Anthony Brown does. You know what I mean? Like because Anthony Brown was was racking up the yardage, and I just don't think that uh, that Huntley probably would have been able to do that. Just different skill sets, you know what I mean? Another thing I want to talk about is how good that the O line has been, even without Collins. Even without Collins, they gave up two sacks today. If you tell me that Joe Burrow gets sacked two times a game through the playoffs, I'm happy. Three times, considering the, the current situation, I'm happy. But um, I'm going to look at the NFL passing leaders right now because there's a very interesting stat here. Because, I mean, we, we, all, we all saw it. The, the six, seven sacks in the first couple games of the, of the season, right? That's rough. That's rough. Uh, going into today, Joe Burrow was sacked the sixth most in the NFL. Now, this is misleading for a couple of reasons. One, he's played more games than a lot of quarterbacks, right? So he hasn't missed a game. Hasn't missed a game even though he got a game canceled. The sack percentage is what I think you should look at here. And going into today, Joe Burrow was 18th among NFL quarterbacks in sack percentage, like as far as a negative stat. I would imagine that he would probably fall below Davis Mills and Andy Dalton today. I'll have to look at how Andy Dalton did. Um, but, like, you're talking about a guy who was very clearly en route to being sacked more than any, not, not just any NFL quarterback, but any NFL quarterback probably ever the first two games. Like, nothing had changed from last season. And then that O-line got to work together. Now, see, that's also why... Mid-season, when I was complaining about Joe Mixon's performance, people said, oh, but you're O-line this. No, 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 no. You cannot put that on the O-line anymore. You can't do it. At the first few games, sure. They were still gaining that, 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 that chemistry. They were still working together. But this season, 
they have really put it together and that investment paid off. Now, unfortunately, a significant portion of that investment is now sidelined. And you're going to have to have some players, including some from last year, that have to step up and have to do something and have to play better than they did. They got to protect the star quarterback because the last thing you want is, is him going down with an injury. And man, like he, he has gotten so much more mobile. Joe is, is, is so much faster now, but and, and evaded tackles today better than I had ever seen him evade tackles better. Like, especially that first half, he just did an incredible job, <clears throat> but you know, I don't want that. I don't want to see that. Um, Andy Dalton. Uh, no, Andy Dalton's not going to move up that leaderboard. So I would say, uh, I'd say that Burrow's probably going to land at 19th in the league. And these are all quarterbacks who have started at least seven, eight games this season. Like there are qualifiers that out, out of 33, Joe Burrow was on the, the, the lower half of that pack. Real take sports says, Bengals could use Andrew Whitworth. I don't think he's played on that side of the ball. Or that side. Yeah, that side of the ball. I don't think so. Wasn't he sacked like 70 or 80 times alone in the postseason? No, but it was it was a lot, buddy. It was a lot. And um, like I'll just I'll just pull up his his stuff from the first two seasons. His first two seasons, he got sacked 32 32 times in 10 games and uh, 51 times in 16 games. His sack percentage was 7.3 that first year, 8.9 that second year, and uh, it was it'll probably be down to like mm, 6.3 this year, which is very very positive. Now in the playoffs, it was 11.8, and that's tough, man. That's rough. We're also looking at a guy who, once the qualifying factors are in play and he gets the appropriate number of completions, uh, will have the, the highest completion percentage in NFL history as of now. And that, I mean, you can't, you can't possibly, can't possibly underscore that enough. I don't know what the, the minimums are. If somebody can look that up, like what are the minimums for that record? Because he is he's probably approached the uh he approaches that record. That's pretty good. I mean, the record is 67%, Drew Brees. And Joe Burrow is over 68%, 68.5%. Last couple of years, I mean, he had 70% last year. Just what what a change of fortunes for the Bengals. And I, I always liked Andy Dalton just fine up until the last couple of seasons. Like, all due respect to Andy Dalton. Um, like, I, I thought legitimately for the first seven years from 2011 to 2017, I was like, all right, he's the guy. He's 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 a good one. When he hit 30, he had that seven and nine season. I was like, all right, we'll see how it goes. When I saw that completion percentage dip a little bit below 60%, I was like, eh, okay. But look, he's going on, he's gone on and made a, a perfectly, perfectly good uh backup elsewhere. And I mean, he's played better in the last three years than he did in the, the three prior years as a bingle. 
completing 65% of his passes, 39 touchdowns to 26 interceptions. You'll take that. You'll, you, anybody who gets Andy Dalton as a backup knows that he's at least going to put your team in a, in a position to, to possibly win. And uh, I love seeing that guy win because he was a good dude. Yeah, uh, that Jaguars game last night, a lot of people saying if the Jaguars win, will WWE give them belts? I don't think they will. And I think AEW will probably just have their own belts. Right? That's probably what happens. Why wouldn't they? I and, and I'll tell you what, I Trent Taylor, I tell you what. Trent Taylor always does those like unnecessary <laughs> shoulder rolls and spins and flips and all that stuff. And it, it, sometimes it feels like he runs like a cartoon character, like he's running in place and then he gets going. But um man, Agnew, uh Jamal Agnew of the Bang or the the Jaguars, he had a game last night. Like he was he was helping the field position of the Jacksonville Jaguars to such such an important degree last night. And, um, I mean, this is a guy I remember in Detroit. He was really lighting it up. He had punt return TDs. Uh, he had a couple of those before he even left Detroit and went to Jacksonville. So, I mean, that was a good acquisition. But, I mean, he's he works as a receiver as well. Uh, he ran for a touchdown last year, too. He had that, that the punt return touchdown, the kick return touchdown. So, I mean, he could score in so many ways. And that's I, I do miss having that as a part of our special teams. A guy that you know can do a lot of different things. And Jamal Agnew, man, that's that's another good acquisition. Jaguars have made some good ones. I mean, I think like the, the top three were the top three wide receivers, uh, free agent signings, man. I know that Trent Irwin had more touchdowns than any other uh, Ravens receiver going into last week. I would imagine we probably won't see him back next year. I think that he'll probably get an actual crack at it somewhere. And all we can say is, you know, thank you to him for filling in for Jamar Chase the way that he did because the Bengals got some W's, some common Bengals W's from a very uncommon source here in, in Trenton Irwin. And just just that the story of Trenton Irwin is so great. And a part of this team that I'm always going to love and always going to remember. And I, I'm talking like he, he's gone, but I mean, it's hard for me to think that the Bengals are going to pay a ton of money, right? For somebody that is probably going to get, I don't think he's going to get like some big contract or something, but I think he'll probably get a crack at it. And yes, that is not Adam Cole. I mean, if you look at, look at his, um, his per 17 game stats, <laughs> they look pretty good. He maximizes his, his moments. Like, God, he has four touchdowns in the last half of the season. Four. Four from week 11 to 16. Love that guy. Love that guy. Um, I mean, the Bengals have another full year of, of Boyd. Higgins, Chase, that's good. That makes me happy. Um, <laughs> we're going to see what the O-line does. I, I got to be honest, there were some concerns. 
I, I wouldn't say, I mean, this, this game was never like a close game. It was a nine point game. And yes, the Bengals absolutely stepped off the gas pedal in the second half, but that's okay. Cause they were winding clock down. They were give, feeding Burrow or, or feeding Mixon. Uh, Burrow, by the way, they showed a graphic up on on the the Tron, and he was third on the field, third on the field in speed at like 17 miles an hour. He was a mile an hour less than Jamar Chase. Bro, what? When did Joe Burrow, do, like, is this going to be like where people have preemptive Tommy John surgery? We're going to start to see people have preemptive ACL surgery? Just like, speed me up, let's go. Damn man, he's been he's been phenomenal, phenomenal. Five rushing rushing touchdowns this year that matches his first twenty six games. It matches him throughout ten game rookie season, sixteen game regular season that he played last year, and four in the playoffs. So through his first thirty four games, he had as many touchdowns as he's got in in this this entire season. It's really really great. He, he's ran the ball more too, almost. Um, almost exceeded his first two seasons combined. Just that that's been a part of the game that I didn't expect. Like a guy with an ACL tear that has no fear when running and has been doing it very well and very effectively and smart. Uh, he, you're watching Joe Burrow at like 26 years old, just get smarter and smarter and smarter on the field. And it helps that helps that he's got such smart players like Chase, Boyd, Hurst, uh, Higgins around him as well. Like having having that receiving gore has just been wonderful. And I, I loved uh, CJ Uzama, but passing on that seven milli to pick up Hayden Hurst, and then and now Hayden Hurst, like Hayden Hurst is pumped to be on this team. Like you can look at it and you can see. And and he's like finally getting a chance. He finally doesn't have his uh he's not finally getting a, a replacement drafted behind him. If the Bengals can seal him up, they they probably will not draft a tight end. They ain't gonna do that. They they're gonna roll with Hurst for a couple of years, I think. I I think and hope that we get a good two, three years out. And you know, I'm sure he's fired up to play against against Baltimore because I'm sure that he thinks that he's every bit as good as Andrews who wasn't in the game. And that is one of my concerns. Andrews wasn't in the game. Uh, you had pro bowl defensive players, not in the game. Uh, now you, you still, you did have Rokon Smith in there who was just a, a phenom, just a monster, but no Lamar Jackson. So you don't have your, your big dog star quarterback and his top receiving target in the game. Okay, well, would that make a nine-point difference? I would think so. But also, would the Bengals have stepped off the gas if he was in? I think they probably would have played a lot different. A whole lot different. I think he would have been... Uh, I think they would have probably thrown the ball a little bit more. A shock said the NFL determined wild card game matchups yet. Um, not in an official sense, but they're playing the Ravens. That's how the seeding match up matches up. But uh, I don't know when or where they're doing the, uh, the official scheduling. Antonio Marrero says, whatever happened to Tyler Eifert? I think his name was, man, you want to talk about a guy that, that we really thought was going to be something special and was for a while. Keep in mind, Bengals have always had 
at least one really amazing receiver. Uh, back in the 90s, early 2000s, it was Carl Pickens and Darnay Scott. Great tandem. Then it became Chad Ochocinco. Then you would get guys like Jerome Simpson who could front flip into the end zone. What? Then you had Tyler Boyd doing everything that, that he was doing. Uh, Chad Ochocinco, uh, like I mentioned, uh, brought in Terrell Owens. Like The Bengals have always had a really, really incredible receiver. And I know that you can look at that and say, like, mm, all right. And A.J. Green, of course, for, for a decade, they, they've always had a really great elite, you could argue, best or top three receiver in the league. Now, I know somebody's got to catch those passes, right? But still, Bengals have had that for two decades in a row. So we've been very spoiled by that. There's something in the water in Cincinnati, or maybe it's just draft position, drafting smart uh, smart in that sense. But yeah, man, they, they have always been that way. But Tyler Eifert was a phenomenal compliment to uh, A.J. Green. And that first year, I looked at him and I was like, shit, all right, Andy Dalton's going to have somebody to go over the middle to. Um you know he could have he could have caught the ball with a little bit more, a little bit more regularity, I think. And then he was out almost all of uh, he was out all of his second year with that elbow injury. Came back, and 2015 he had a monster year. He had 13 touchdowns that year, made the Pro Bowl, fixed a lot of his deficiencies, and it's like hell yeah, man, here we go. Here's the guy. He's back. He's good to go. He's going to help AJ Green. He's going to help Andy Dalton. We're going to we're going to do it. They're Super Bowl contenders, right? Because of that. Well, no, Bengals sucked after that. He was hurt a lot. Like he missed Good God, man. He missed half of the next season and almost all the season after that, almost all the season after that. And then when they brought him back, he just was not the same. Jacksonville gave him a try. Didn't work out, wasn't catching the ball, and he's been out of the league for a couple of years. But uh, I don't know if he's officially retired. I need to look into that. But I liked him a lot, man. He had that 2015 year was outstanding. Yeah, the, the Jags declined his option last year. He's 32 years old, 6'6". Didn't know he was that big of a boy. Damn, man. If we could get that level of talent again. And I think, I think legitimately, I think Hayden Hurst, um, while he, he's probably not going to have, I know he's not going to have a 13 touchdown season whatsoever, like at all. I think that he has a skill set that the Bengals specifically need, and that is catching the ball 75 to 80% of the time over the middle because the Bengals get themselves in an awful lot of like third and five, third and six situations. And it seems like he converts an awful lot of those. It seems like he is always there for those. And uh, I love the dude. I think he's great. Guys, talking about Cincinnati Bengals is one of my favorite things. I want to thank all of you for tuning in. I want to thank my dude, Drew, for, for bringing me to the game today. Absolutely loved it. Uh, always love it. Hoping I'll be there next week, but we'll see how that goes. 
thank you all so much. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. Please share this video. I'm doing this uh, out of love because I enjoy the Bengals. I like talking about the Bengals. So subscribe, please. I'm going to have some people on the show in the future. But quite honestly, I do these and I decide about 20 minutes that I'm going to live stream. And here we are. Till next time, guys. That was a common Bengals W.